the title I've got for my talk is Time to Step Out of the Boat. And uh, Pam's kind of led us through that. That was amazing. Um, I was going to do a little bit of an introduction, but thank you very much, Rob, for that. Uh, you know what? It's a surprise to be here, and it's exciting for us. We've been having a wonderful time uh, helping uh, this church in, in Lamington um, and uh, just helping with the kids uh, coming in off the estate. And we've been helping preaching. I've uh, been trying to learn to uh, share in stories rather than, uh, should we say, a, a three-point New Frontier-style sermon. But today will probably be a mixture of both, just to uh, slightly reassure you. But we've had a, a great time, but we're, we're back. Yeah. We are back. Um, so to, we obviously recognise lots and lots of people. Uh, to those that we don't, hope to get to know you pretty soon. Uh, we have been around in Jubilee Solihull. We were here for about four years. Uh, before our year's sabbatical. <laughs> As I say, we're back. <laughs> Is it okay to, to pray? I, I am a little bit uh, emotional after the worship. It was, it was quite amazing. So, God, we just want to give this time to you. We are just so honoured that you come amongst us. We have no other desire than to just be in your presence and to meet with you and just be blown away by you again and again and again and again. So just thank you so much. We just come, I just thank you. I can hear the amens going around the room now. We're here to receive, even now, as we come and hear your word. Yeah. Continue to just pour out your spirit on us. We thank you so much, Lord. Blow us away. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about faith. At the beginning of the year, I don't know how you start off your, your new year. I try and get my uh, admin sorted get my car through the MOT, it's that kind of thing. And it was the car going through the MOT, just a you know, systematic check and just check everything's working. Uh, the, God challenged me a little bit. He said, can we do a little bit of an MOT on your faith? Wow. And uh, uh, this talk has come out of that. I'm a Christian, I just want to point that out. So <laughs> you know, there's no doubt about that. I believe in Jesus. I, I worship Jesus with all my heart. Thank you for the introduction. I Honestly, I'm still being blown away by how good he is to us. I like to think I'm a reasonably good person. Oh, yes. <laughs> but what am I on about then? And I think this is different for all of us. But I realize unless I'm proactive, unless I do something about just brushing up my faith, I'll tend to step back and do things in my own strength more and more. So I feel the prod of Jesus is not necessarily comfortable in saying it's time to rock the boat. Do we have to, Jesus? Everything has just got fairly comfortable. <laughs> Do you know, it doesn't say in the word, I've come that they may be comfortable, but I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. So I'm just a beginner here, right? I'm not preaching at you. Uh, but maybe invite you on this journey of mine. So I've been looking at my, my hero, the Apostle Peter, quite a lot recently. This is a guy that we see in the book of Acts that can uh, preach to the nations in Jerusalem and see 3,000 saved and added. I like that. We see him in Acts 3 at the temple gate saying, I've got no money, but what I have, I will give you. And you see a lame man stand up and walk. And leaping for joy. We see a man who, in Acts 10, takes the Gospels to the Gentiles for the first time. 
we're beneficiaries of this man. But he wasn't always like this. And I want to look at one of his lessons of faith. I've got my super duper holy Bible. It is enormous. Uh, If we could turn to Matthew 14. And we're going to look at Jesus walking on the water. Matthew 14. And we're going to go from verse 22. Matthew 14, 22. We've just finished the feeding of the 5,000. Immediately, he, Jesus, made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat. He walked on the water. He came to Jesus. And when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. A remarkable story. As far as I know, no one else has been able to walk on water. I hazard a guess that maybe some of you that were Christian uh, children had to go bath time. Did anyone else do that? Was that just me? Jesus, can I walk on the water in bath time? No? That's just me. Okay, that's fine. But it's an amazing demonstration of the sovereignty of Jesus. A demonstration that he is really God as well as man. And they ultimately end up at the end of this passage. Truly, you are the son of God. I'd quite like to look at two different responses to this situation today. I use it as a, as a metaphor, a picture for our lives. The response of fear and the response of faith. Fear, the response that kept the disciples in the boat, in their comfort zone. And faith, the response that sees Jesus and steps out. Honestly, the sermon has been preached and the songs, the words, amazing. But let's start with fear. Fear is useful. Fear keeps us safe. Fear helps to remind us to look left and right as we cross the road. Have a healthy respect for those uh, heavy metal missiles that are bombing down the road towards us. In fact, I think some parents would prefer their children had a bit more fear. A couple of years back, Daniel decided that he loved to jump off cliffs into the ocean. This is quite scary for a parent, especially because he can't really swim. So... (laughs) So, Dad, would you get into the sea first so that when I throw myself off this cliff that, you know, I won't sink? I wish you had a little bit more fear. But anyway, you you can, you know, as parents, whether the kids climbing trees, whatever it is, you can hear those immortal words, be careful, can't you, ringing out around the park. But there is a fear that is paralyzing, 
a fear that stops us doing anything. So whether it's, you can picture someone seeing, dare I say a woman, I'm, I'm not going to be sexist, but seeing a spider and then just shrinking back and can't move until this thing has been removed from their presence. The scream. So there's a fear that is like a, an unpleasant emotional response to danger, pain or harm. But often, just like the spider, that can be irrational. It's not going to get you. It's only small. And that brings us to the disciples. They're in a boat. I was trying to work out how big it was. It sounds like it was about eight metres long, two and a half metres wide. Um, Maybe, trying to picture how how big that is, maybe a chunk of that block over there. But apparently it could fit about 15 people in it. Um, And I pictured them. They've just come off the back of what I call a faith high. They've just seen Jesus feed 5,000 men and the women and children on top of that. And then Jesus has sent them off into this boat. He sent them off into a storm, being beaten by waves and wind against them. They've been in this boat for a long time. It says it's the fourth watch of the night. So it's coming up to dawn. They've been going all night. They're really rather tired. So picture yourself in the boat then. Jesus arrives on the scene. We'll come to Peter's response later. But how does the situation look to you? How do you respond? Their response is one of terror. They cried out in fear. So what kind of things hold you back? What kind of things will cause a fearful response in you? We can look at this passage, we can look at, well, they're in a boat on the water. It's common sense to stay in a boat on water. What Peter did is the irrational thing, isn't it? I don't know, sometimes do you, do you kind of look at what Jesus has, has given you in life? Well, Jesus, that doesn't make sense, I'm going to stay in the boat. No, this was designed to float on water, this is what its purpose is, I'm going to stay in here. Thank you very much. So it's actually the thing that keeps you in the boat one of common sense, as it were. I'm not going to trust Jesus because I'm going to stay within the, the natural, the normal. Maybe the second thing, maybe you can imagine yourself in the boat and you can see the wind and the waves getting a little bit wet. Life's a little bit turbulent. And you can kind of picture them holding on, can't you? It's like, I'm not getting out of the boat. Circumstances are a little bit crazy at the moment. Yeah, I'll, I'll come to you, Jesus, another time. It's a bit too turbulent at the moment. Maybe it's the circumstance that keeps you in the boat. Maybe it's not just bad circumstance. Maybe it's good circumstance. I recently reached 40. I'll give you a moment to take that in. I know it's hard to believe. And, and life's busy. I didn't drop you in it, Sarah. Life's, uh, life's, life's busy. But do you know what? By the time you get to this age, things are a bit more predictable. You're kind of starting to get to grips with finance and you know, work and all these kind of things. And, and so maybe it's the good circumstances, the things that, uh, you know, Jesus, don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. These things are all, you know, these are nice and under control and and packaged up and life's uh, a bit more manageable at the moment. 
So maybe it's not the winds and, and waves for you. Maybe it's the circumstance uh, that is it's okay. It's comfortable. And maybe it's that circumstance that says, Jesus, don't rock the boat at the moment. So there we go. It's a couple there. A um, couple of reasons. Maybe it's common sense that finds you stuck in the boat. Maybe it's circumstance. Maybe it's a, a hurt. Maybe it's a disappointment. One of the things that blows me away about this is we find the disciples struggling a bit. And it's Jesus' fault. <laughs> Jesus sent them into the boat. All right? They've just had an amazing experience, an amazing time seeing uh, him feed the 5,000. And it says immediately he made the disciples get into the boat. And they end up in difficulty. What do we think about this? Why has he sent me into this storm? It was going so well. Why did you let this happen? My testimony is one of uh, being able to say, (coughs) God is faithful. But I do know there are certain areas that hurt and hurt too much that actually I don't want to get out of the boat in that area anymore because I've been hurt. I've been hurt too much. Maybe you could perceive that by Jesus, if I can say it like that. You know what I mean. In a church setting. Honestly, I sometimes don't want to get out of the boat again. It hurts too much. Now, I don't want to understate this. Maybe think it's all gone wrong. And you don't want to trust Jesus again. I'm just going to stay in the boat now. But this is powerful, right? This is powerful to get the big picture when we're in the, the kind of turbulent times and we're stuck and we're hurt. Now we've got the big picture of here. Jesus is the one that has initiated this. He is the one that's brought them into the boat. And he is the one that will bring us through and the one that will bring us out the other end of that. And we're all testimonies to that, which is just wonderful. So, I, hey, there's a lot of reasonable reasonable explanations as to why we can stay in the boat, aren't there? You know, common sense, the circumstances, good and bad, or maybe just more emotional. I can't give myself, again, lots of different reasons. And, you know, I don't know if you just think, oh, it's just you. I was looking through, I did one of those searches uh, through the Bible, and and I searched for the phrase, do not be afraid. Can you guess how many times this comes up? This phrase alone comes up 465 times in the NIV. That's over seven times a book. That's remarkable. Do not be afraid. So it seems to me, I'm sure the devil would love us all to go through fear by ourselves and isolated. But fear is something of an epidemic, it turns out. Even for people like Joshua, um, Gideon, all those kind of remarkable warriors get bogged down by fear. Now, you can either think, help, then we've not got a chance at all, or you can be really encouraged by this fact, which is how I take it, that I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that struggles with fear. And I love this verse from Hebrews 10. We are not those who shrink back, that kind of shrinking back at the spider kind of posture. We are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and preserve their souls. And we'll come on to faith shortly. But just maybe just raise the question. Maybe bring it before God now. What keeps you in the boat? Is it circumstance? So you're going to let what happens around you dictate you know, what Jesus can do through you. Is it, are, you are you safer in the crowd with everyone else? 
just do what everyone else does. It's common sense maybe to stay in the boat. And maybe you are a bit hurt, disappointed with Jesus. He sent you into the storm. Are we going to trust him again? I got a quote from uh, Chris Vallotton over at Bethel. Fear probably steals more people's destinies than anything else. Ask yourself what you would do if you were ten times bolder. If you answered anything other than what you are doing, then fear is reducing your destiny. I think you nailed it there. But someone in our story doesn't respond like this. Someone responds with faith. Bear with me. This is how my brain works. I just... You know how, um, like, the the interviewers on BBC News or whatever, they kind of interview someone after experience? This is how I picture the interview with Peter after he's just gone through the the walking on water episode. And, you know, the interviewer is always trying to pull you down, always find the negative. Well, this is how it would go. Interviewer. Peter, that was an impressive stunt out there today. Peter. To be honest, it's a bit of a blur. Okay, can you tell me what went through your mind when you saw Jesus walking on the water? Well, it sounds crazy in hindsight, but I just saw Jesus there and I wanted to be with him. He was there, so I went over to join him. I know we'd been with him only hours earlier, but I was so tired from rowing, I just wanted to be with him. It didn't occur to me that it was water I was walking on. That's when it started to go wrong, didn't it, Peter? To this moment, I just find myself thinking, why did I take my eyes off Jesus? Why? Everything was just amazing until that point. But yes, I looked around. I saw those still in the boat and thought, maybe that's a bit more sensible. I saw the wind and the waves and I wondered how that might affect a miracle like this. And the penny finally dropped. I was standing on water and it's not possible, is it? So my eyes were off Jesus at that point, and I sank. With that, you got a bit of a telling off from Jesus, didn't you? What did he say? Have you of little faith? Why did you doubt? I guess it's lessons learned then, isn't it? You won't be doing that again. Peter responds, well, it is lessons learned, but as for telling off, you know what? It fires me up inside. Why did I doubt? He is the Son of God. He is all-powerful. Is or loving. I've just joined with the others in worshipping this amazing saviour. And you know what? He's already hinting to me about my next adventure <laughs> with him. And you know what? I'm completely up for it. And even if I mess up again, he just grabs me and he holds me up. A bit of poetic license there, I hope you won't mind. But I kind of like to visualise it, I kind of like to experience it. And I just love this kind of walking on water episode. Because Peter's so wholehearted. <laughs> it's just his response, Jesus is there, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought of the little episode right at the end of, it's the end of John after the crucifixion and Peter's in the boat catching fish? We notice what happens when he sees Jesus. He leaps into the water and I can't help but think, is he trying it again to try and run over the water? And he doesn't, he, he sinks. But that's, that's his heart all the way there. Jesus is there, I'm just going to dive in. And he's audacious in what he attempts. He's done something no one has done before or since, walking on water. And possibly the most encouraging, he messes up again and again and again. And yet he is the one that ends up preaching to thousands and whatnot. 
So do you hear the words Peter heard? In this kind of situation, let me find it. Verse 27, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. I went through, I don't know how many of these to read, but just I was blown away just reading through all these different types of um, occurrence of do not be afraid in the Bible, whether it's Joshua 1, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord of your God will be with you wherever you go. He carries on, Psalm 118, the Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Jeremiah 1, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you. My favourite verse, Luke 2, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. It just carries on, on and on. And I just, I guess I want to encourage us, if I can start with the assumption that all of us battle with fear in some shape or form, the evidence is in scripture, do you now hear today the words, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Take heart. So Peter responds to Jesus' words. He takes action. He double checks. Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. It's faith. It's focused on Jesus, isn't it? It matters who is doing the inviting. And we get a response from Jesus. We get the come. Come. So Peter gets out of the boat. And I've just been thinking about faith in, in different ways. Uh, we, we saw a film at the, over Christmas. I don't know if anyone else saw it. We bought a zoo. On, if I'm a little bit honest, it's a bit too sentimental American type film for me. But it has a brilliant quote in there. It's a really good quote. It says, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery, and I promise you something great will come out of it. And I like that as a quote. But there is something missing in it, and it isn't there. Jesus. You know how those that speak, God gives you little opportunities to put it into practice before you stand up. Um, so I was taking my kids uh, to my, my girls, two girls to ballet yesterday. Um, and I was just chatting to another of the mums who would describe herself as a quite spiritual uh, lady. And, and honestly, you know, kind of, okay, what are you up to this weekend question came up. Okay, you know, you can say I'm going to church or all right, I'm going to have to step out of the boat, aren't I, because that's what I'm talking about. Um, and, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do a talk at church uh, tomorrow, and I'm really looking forward to it. She says, oh, that's really interesting. What are you talking about? And I actually get to share the, um, the, the outline of this talk. And she says, oh, you know what? That's really interesting, because I've been thinking about fear. And I've just been thinking about how, how joyful it is when you step out of fear. That's amazing. And, and you know what? Because I know she's quite spiritual in quotes, uh, I was a bit nervous as to where it was going to go. I thought, no, I'll trust God with that. Let's just go. Let's just talk. Let's share. But again, you end up a little bit sad. right? Okay, you're able to step out of fear. But you don't have the goal of that faith. You don't have the reason. So actually, as a Christian, it's because we've seen Jesus that I can step out of fear. And it's not a 
You know, you're like, we've got courage written on the wall. It's not a gritting of my teeth. I'm going to do this, resorting to my own strength. <coughs> and indeed, like, if we carry on around, you've got passion. Faith is not just about being enthusiastic. It's about him. It's about Jesus. It's about seeing him. I've just really been enjoying recently just, just, just focusing on how amazing he is. How amazing he is to us. His love for us. So be strengthened by the words. Take heart. It is I. It matters that it's Jesus doing it. He's the one that calls us. Do not be afraid. You can double check. Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. So go back to those fears. I don't know what was brought up, what was highlighted to you by the Holy Spirit. Are you being asked to step out? Are you being asked to step out? You know, if you're nervous, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. You can do that. It's nothing quite like hearing him say, come. And, and that faith focused on him. It's so relational. We see Peter mess up. We see him sink. But the arm is there. That says he's close. This isn't Jesus that's just in my head, that's far away. He's going through this with you. The invitation to come is not a remote one. He's there. You stumble, you slip. It's close enough to grab you. That's the relationship with Jesus. I get a little bit obsessed about things like that. Faith allows for mistakes. It allows for sinking. And he'll drag us up again. But John, what about the rebuke to Peter? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? It does seem quite strong words, doesn't it? And, and we see this a few times. But for me, just having dwelt on it a bit, it actually strengthens the invitation for me. Because if we think about fear, especially the circumstance thing, you're just focusing on the wind and the waves. You've got your eyes off Jesus. But actually, you know, why, why did you doubt when in, by faith we can fill our gaze with Jesus? When we know that he is God Almighty, he is the calmer of storms. He will calm the circumstance. He is wisdom. He knows how to navigate your circumstance. He is your provider. He knows what you need. He is your strength. He is your freedom. He is your friend. Come to him. Hebrews 12 summarizes it, doesn't it? Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So, do you have time for an MOT, spiritual MOT, to give him your fears and fill your gaze with Jesus? I think it's time to step out of the boat. Just um, one of the questions I wanted to ask, I don't know if you're here today and new to faith, new to Christianity. I wondered if you might be invited here today and think, well, why not? And maybe you can identify with the disciples in that slightly stormy situation life's buffeting you a little bit at the moment maybe you looked into christianity in the past but you know what you don't really want to stand out you don't want to be different you don't want to be even weird or odd you want to stay with the crowd but maybe just maybe you're meant to be here maybe jesus is rocking your boat a little bit and I've got, I've got some really simple advice. If that's you, you're just wondering about Christianity and you're wondering whether 
You know, if there's something in it, I've got some advice for you. Ask that question, Lord, is it you that we've been looking at? He answers. Faith is not a wishful thinking, it is a relationship with Jesus. And faith is a, an assurance, it is a confidence. So, another day, another time, another conversation, we can look at the evidence for Jesus, and he's given you all that so you can stand strong on faith. But ultimately, faith is an invitation. Jesus is an invitation, is to be encountered. So I wanted to say that for if you're looking into the faith, for those of us that are Christians, where are you at? I've got... I had millions of examples and applications and I could go through lots of them, you know, whether it's work, whether it's finances, whether it's bringing up kids, whether it's living with integrity, whether it's witness. And I I thought, you know, I'm just going to have to give us time now to let Jesus speak instead of going through lots of different um, examples. And I hope that's okay. So can we just give Jesus a bit of room to speak to us now? These are the kind of prayers that I've been learning to pray. Some of them are a bit bit scary, but hey, we're in safe hands. Yeah, let's, let's just pray quietly, but maybe you could pray the following. Jesus, can you show me where I'm stuck in the boat through fear at the moment? How about praying, Jesus, I need to hear your encouragement. Let me hear you say, take heart, it is I. How about praying, Jesus, how do you want me to step out of the boat? You can respond to Jesus as you think appropriate. Jesus, I've messed up. You reach out. Bring me up again. As we come to a a close, I can only finish where the disciples do. Those in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Don't know about you, I've, I've tried to entertain questions that the world raises, different ways of Christianity, all that kind of thing. All it does is leave me flat, it leaves me wobbly. But to end up saying, truly, you are the Son of God. And to see Jesus for who he is and be sold out for him. That's what it's about, isn't it? And I close with just um, an example from uh, the film The Shack, if anyone has watched that one. It's better than I expected. That's a story of a rocked boat, if ever I've seen one. I won't spoil the storyline, but it's a rock boat that wrecks a man's world. It's a powerful story dealing with hard questions of pain and suffering in the world. But it's the story of encountering Jesus, and I wanted to share one of those amusing bits. The man gets invited to walk on water with Jesus, Jesus as his friend alongside him, and they walk across a lake. The thing that amuses me, having done what they need to do there and it's time to return, the man turns and starts to run across the lake. He gets really rather wet (laughs) as he runs through the water and Jesus just remarks, 
some things are done better together. Can't summarise it any better than that. My prayer, Lord Jesus, is for all of us. Yeah, fear is a real thing. Heroes of faith have been through it. We just want to acknowledge where we're at with it as well. And of a circumstance where we just kind of stuck with common sense, whatever it is. I just pray for our Monday mornings. I pray for, for us this week as we face the decisions of life. We'll be challenged to step out of the boat. Am I responding within the boat thinking or am I stepping out of the boat this week? Amen.